0: and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company they supplement your primary plan helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods so when it comes to covering your medical bills you can feel good about being a little extra visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you
1: hello listeners how are you doing hope you're doing fine I'm currently sitting in my bathroom in my apartment. Why? Why am I doing this in the bathroom? Well, it's just basically the only room in the apartment where there isn't someone sleeping or trying to sleep at this moment. So uh, the bathroom has become my studio. You might be able to tell because of the different sound. Anyway, hello, new episode. This one contains some creepy stories about encounters with insects okay? And uh, watch out also for various insect idioms that pop up during the episode. I'll say no more at this point. Now, I'm recording this little pre-introduction in the bathroom here because I just wanted to let you know about some other things that you could also listen to, just in case you felt you wanted to listen to me more, despite the fact that here I am giving you an episode which is over an hour and a half long, but just in case you wanted more, first of all, a reminder or a heads up for premium subscribers. Hopefully, you've noticed I've just uploaded the first three parts of a premium series that's P53, it's called Technology in the Modern World. And in that premium series, I'm talking about the role of technology, the impact of technology on our lives and our working lives. Uh, reading an article about the subject, discussing the subject in various ways, and then going through the article that I read with a fine tooth comb, picking out all of the vocab. And there's tons of really nice bits of vocabulary in this article. And I go through all of it, So the first part, reading the article, discussing the subject. Second part, going through the article and explaining every single nice bit of vocabulary, every phrase, every expression, you know, every little idiom or phrasal verb or useful bit of language or English usage, every bit, explaining it in as much detail as I can to make sure that you understand it and that you remember it. Part three, a sort of memory review, going through the vocab again to give you a chance to remember it and use it okay, all part of a process of repetition and reminding and memory work and all those things. Parts four and five will be coming soon. Part four will be all about pronunciation, giving you a chance to practice saying all the target language in full sentences. And part five will be a sort of a ramble, really, on on the subject, kind of just to finish off the series. So that's for premium listeners. The first part, the first three parts of P3, 53 are now available and parts four and five are coming soon. If you are a premium subscriber and for some reason you are not listening to those episodes because perhaps you don't quite know how to get them or the best way to listen to them, then what you need to do is sign into your Acast Plus account, plus.acast.com. Or just Google ACast Plus. Sign into your account, use the login details that you used when you signed up to Luke's English Podcast Premium, and then you will be able to see your Luke's English Podcast Premium subscription. That's where you can manage it, including adding the show to a podcast app on your phone, or maybe adding the show to Google Podcasts on your computer. That's the best way to listen to the episodes. And also to get the show notes where you'll find links for the PDFs and video versions of those episodes. Okay, if you'd like to sign up to LEP Premium to access all of those Premium episodes, and there's over 150 of them, right, full of vocabulary, grammar, pronunciation, practice work with me, then you could just go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium to sign up or slash premium info. To get info. Okay, so that's P53, parts one, two, three available now for premium subscribers. What else? Well, I've been on several other people's podcasts recently. You heard me say in the last episode with Brie AC that I was on her show and uh, I recorded a story for her show. And uh, you should listen to it. It's, uh, I'm quite happy with it. I think it's a funny story. And I think that Brie has done a fantastic job of editing it together. She curates the story carefully, explaining words as she goes, and also includes bits of music and background sounds to add a bit of texture to the story as well. So my story is a sort of funny, action-packed, um, confusing adventure through Paris in order to save the day. Okay, so that is my episode of Into the Story. It's called, I think it's called Mission in Paris. That's the name of the episode on uh, the podcast, Into the Story. You will find a link in the description. And then the other appearance I've made on someone else's podcast recently was that I was interviewed by Fabio Cierpiloni on the Stolaroid Stories podcast. Fabio is a... a language learner himself and he launched his podcast called Stolaroid Stories in which he tells interesting stories and he's very keen on language learning through stories and so that's kind of one of the things he does on Stolaroid Stories but he interviewed me not about language learning this time but about stand-up comedy which is the other thing that I do. I teach English, I do a podcast, this one that you're listening to now, And Also, I do stand-up comedy and I've been performing stand-up comedy on stage for roughly the same length of time I've been doing this podcast. I don't talk about it that much. I'm kind of quite low-key about the stand-up I do, but I still regularly go up on stage at shows uh, these days in Paris and perform to audiences in English. And, you know, I've been doing that for a long time. Recently, I performed at a show in front of 600 people. Uh, It was great. I did 15 minutes. It was, was, I had a fantastic time. People laughed, thank goodness. And they even clapped sometimes, uh, which is normally a good sign in stand-up. So anyway, Fabio interviewed me about doing stand-up comedy. And I talk about The Art of Making People Laugh. That's the name of the episode of Fabio's podcast. It's called The Art of Making People Laugh with Luke Thompson on Stolaroid Stories. And we go deep into the subject of stand-up, the psychology, the motivation, the methods, the issues related to it, what it's really like to go up in front of an audience of people and make them laugh. How you do that, how you come up with the ideas, what runs through your mind before, during and after a show, all that stuff, you can listen to me talking about it with Fabio. The episode is called The Art of Making People Laugh on Stolaroid Stories, and you will find a link in the description. All right, enough of this bathroom-based preamble for the podcast. Let's now start properly, and you're now going to hear me do another short introduction, but then there'll be some conversation, and then insects. Okay? All right, good. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. How are you today? I hope you're fine. Now, before we begin properly, I need to give you a warning at the beginning of this episode. Warning. Yeah, it sounds scary and serious but let me just warn you about something. So this episode contains plenty of stories and descriptions of encounters with insects. Okay, insects. Um, If you hate creepy crawlies or bugs, if you really can't stand them, then be warned, we're going to talk about insects here and other similar creatures like spiders and things. We're going to talk about all of that stuff, uh, meeting them, being bitten or stung by them, having them invade your home, and even eating them before they eat you. So if you're squeamish about insects, then you've been warned, okay? Also, if you love insects, if you just love beetles and stuff, I mean, not the beetles. I'm not talking about music in this episode. I'm talking about genuine beetles and insects. So if you love insects, and you hate the idea of them being harmed in any way, then you you have also been warned, okay? Because we might talk about exterminating insects, squashing them, poisoning them, and possibly even eating them, as I mentioned. So if you either love or hate insects, be warned, okay? Now, uh, so now that those two like fringe groups on the sides have been thoroughly warned, I'm talking about the insect haters and the insect lovers. Let's now carry on with a rambling conversation about insects. And we plan to go into plenty of detail about these little creatures, including a whole host of words, expressions, idioms, facts and stories about our six-legged friends or enemies, depending on your your perspective. And I'm talking to Zdenek Lukas, who um, is with me now. Hello, Zdenek. How are you?
0: Hi! Look, I'm great. I'm great. Um, good to be here. Good to be back on the podcast. I have to say, yeah. I have got butterflies in my stomach.
1: Uh, uh-huh, really, <laughs> nice idiom there, little insect. We should count the insect idioms that we can include in this conversation. You've got, you've had one already. You've got butterflies in your stomach. Really, why?
0: I mean, it's it's always a wonderful opportunity to be on the podcast, and o- obviously, it's not my first time, so. Uh, I, I would say I'm a I'm a seasoned guest from that perspective, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, we are going to talk about insects, so that might be a different kettle of fish. That's not exactly uh, an insect idiom; it's a fish idiom. But... <laughs> it's
1: all right; you're nearly there. I mean, fish and insects—I don't know how closely related they are. Crustaceans—they live in the sea; they're they're not far from insects. Mm-hmm. But no, kettle of fish, okay. It's a different kettle of fish, a whole different kind of thing. Um, Yeah, okay, butterflies in your stomach because you're feeling a little bit nervous, but that's all right.
0: Also, I admit that I may have used it just for the sake of using it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I think you should get a point every time you use one of those. Let me just get a piece of paper and a pen here so I can note these things down. Maybe
0: half a point, Luke, because, I mean, if it's not genuine, if it's not... If I only used it for the sake of using it, then shouldn't it count as just half a point?:
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think you used it meaningfully within a meaningful context. It, it didn't stick out too much. I think it made sense within the context of what we were saying. I mean, do you genuinely feel a little bit nervous about being on the this massive worldwide podcast? I guess not as much as I used to. yeah, I'm just i'm
0: just I'm just afraid my room is bugged.
1: <laughs> you you're afraid that your room is bugged, really? Yes. What you think that's, uh, that there might be a microphone in your room picking up recording everything you're saying. Yeah, this one. There is. <laughs> yeah, there is. There's a massive microphone right there in front of your face. So I don't I not know that doesn't it count doesn't as count. being bugged cuz you set that up yourself. It's not been but, You didn't get secret secret agents coming in bugging your apartment. Exactly. That's two. I'm giving you a point for that. <laughs> 1 2 so you had butterflies bugged but kettle, a different kettle of fish, that doesn't that count. That shouldn't count, Sorry. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Can I also say that, um, so we're on video and audio. Audio as usual, but yes, there is a video version of this on YouTube. And video viewers, I'm sure that you you must agree with me uh, when I say that Zdenek looks a lot like an insect today. He looks kind of like a bug. He's got a large pair of uh, headphones on, which gives you a sort of an insect-ish... Um, head <laughs> thanks i'll take it i'll uh, take it as a compliment <laughs> <laughs> um, i don't know I, I don't i don't mean to be uh, rude about your appearance but i just thought i'd point it out considering we're talking about insects Look. It's not bugging me at all. I mean,
0: you can you, you can oh say whatever god. you want. You're on your own podcast.
1: So. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you've you've got another one. It's not bugging me. Okay, uh, go on, explain that while I write that oh, down. It doesn't go
0: on. It's, I'm not bothered. I would say it's, it's something like that. Right? I'm not. I, I don't really care so much.
1: Yeah, if something bugs you, it means it, it sort of bothers you and annoys you or something. But you're not you're not bugged by my s- sort of stupid glib comment about your headphones, no, not at all. making you making you look like some sort of podcasting ant. I've been I've been called Boris, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, <laughs> okay. So um, before we continue, then, well, no, as we continue, let's continue. So where are you, Zdenek? You appear to be in a uh, kitchen slash bedroom situation. What's going on in your life at the moment? It is actually a very interesting situation. It's a
0: studio. But uh, what's even more interesting is that I'm not even in Europe anymore. So uh, first time ever, I have decided to sort of follow your footsteps because you used to live in Japan. So I'm not, not mm. very far from there at the moment. For, about, uh, for more than nine months, I've been living in Vietnam. Wow. Nice. Which part of Vietnam? Da Nang, which is central Vietnam. Da Nang, as, as you yeah. know, is quite, quite a long country. And uh, it stretches over several uh, sort of uh, climate, what do you call it, climate zones, right? And mm. uh, so it's in the tropical zone in central Vietnam. It's quite a nice place. It's the fifth largest city in Vietnam, I believe. That's what Wikipedia says anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you're out there on the coast, aren't you? On the east coast. Although I'm not recording from the I'm not
0: like I'm not in a lighthouse or anything. I'm a little bit further away from the seaside, yeah, from the shore, okay. sorry.
1: You're not right there at the beach uh, sunbathing no at this moment. No, okay. All right. Well, great. Da Nang, yeah, out there in Vietnam. Yeah, I went on holiday there um many years ago. Did you? Yeah. I did a podcast about it back in the early days. I think I went, when was it? It would have been 2000 and uh, when? 2010, 2011, I think. And I was supposed to go with my cousin, Oliver, because we, back in, the, in those days, we used to uh, go on sort of traveling adventures together. But um, so we were due to go together and he, uh, he couldn't go because he had a tropical disease which sounds horrible. And it was horrible. That's a whole other story for another time. But he couldn't go. So I went on my own. And I traveled um, sort of up and down Vietnam on my own for a couple of weeks, which was an interesting experience, staying in little hotels and doing sightseeing and trying not to get bitten by mosquitoes. I think
0: one is flying in my room. I discovered about one minute ago really no, I think it's it's it kind of makes sense doesn't it, for this episode that it, it, it's sort of topical
1: absolutely and tropical as well um yeah so there okay listeners viewers uh, not only will you get the uh, excitement of just listening to this episode but also the knowledge that uh, Zdenek is being hunted at this point by a by a mosquito that seems to have invaded his room so we'll you'll have to give us updates on that as we as we go through this conversation um but so how is Vietnam then how are you finding it as a as a european suddenly um, finding himself in uh, a completely different part of the world, what's it like living in Vietnam? What are the great things? What are the challenges for you? Oh, you can imagine, like
0: um, so, as someone who has never really, who had never really left Europe um, for forty, for about forty thirty nine years, uh, it was a, you know, it's quite quite a scary thing to do, a scary move, and um, I did it anyway because I was really bored living in uh, Europe, living in the Czech Republic and uh, I wanted to do something completely different, and I've made a lot of bad decisions in my life, Luke, like, I guess, a lot of people, but this, mm. this one wasn't one of them. This, this was a really, really great move, and I would recommend it to everyone. Like, just do it. Just go somewhere, because it's worth it. You just broaden your horizons. It's, um, it's a different... It gives you a different vibe, obviously. People are amazing here but different, different mentality. Um, it's great. Like, I, honestly, it's been amazing. Um, social, my social life is, is great here. I've met a lot of interesting people, a lot of cool people. Um, actually, it's better than it was in the UK. As you, know, as you know, I used to live and work in the UK as a teacher. We even met, we did a few Lepster meetups,
1: right? When was this, Luke? Mm-hmm. Ages ago. Can't remember. Pre-Brexit... That's all like, like anything that happened after Brexit now is just like a long distant memory now. Pre-COVID, me. pre-COVID
0: as well, I think it was.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's right. So yeah, that's right. So, so you're having a better time than you did in, in London then, yeah? I think on the whole,
0: I mean, it's, listen, it's never perfect. It has its own challenges like everywhere in the world. But because I already came with some experience, I think I prepared myself for that very well. And I'm pleasantly surprised. It really has lived up to my expectations, and I think it surpassed them as well and that's why i'm ha- I've been here for so long and i'm I'm not planning to leave
1: anytime soon, so so far, so good yeah wonderful, yeah uh I guess there's like sunshine, the weather's pretty hot, maybe a bit too hot sometimes yeah. for someone of of your temper your sort of your experience of living in in Europe me too. I like it to be quite chilly, please um, but um yeah, delicious food, right? Fantastic food. Uh, f- fur. Is it pronounced fur? Fur, uh, something.
0: I, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm going I going to mess it up because there are like nine, uh, not nine, sorry, five or six different tones in Vietnamese. It's a tonal language, as you know. And mm. uh, for, oh, there's like a question mark symbol above the word, which means you have to pronounce yeah. it as if you're sort of asking a question so far, oh. But honestly, I might be saying it wrong because there are like five words similar to the word for one of
1: them is a prostitute as well. So you have to be very careful. <laughs> you do, right? If you're going into if you're going into town, you're feeling hungry, you want to eat some noodles. Just make sure you're ordering the right thing. Um, Although they they are used to foreigners mispronouncing it all the time. So they will know you're not interested in um, <clears throat> the wrong thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> in this case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, great, great. I'm really happy for you. I'm very glad that you're having a great experience over there. How are you dealing with all the scooters? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, crossing the road. That's a
0: that's a bit that's a bit tough. Like I, I have to say, I, I'm getting used to it. Obviously, after nine months, and more or less, I think I know what I'm doing. But you have to, like I stopped listening to podcasts while walking. That's that's the first thing I had to do because it just is too dangerous. From, for someone like me to be here because I you, you really have to be vigilant all the time you, you have to keep your eyes peeled otherwise something could happen to you and it, w- it mm-hmm. would even be your fault because you just have to do as the Romans do you know it's as you know you've been here right so you know that there are a lot of scooters here that's uh, I think every, every Vietnamese person owns almost every Vietnamese person owns a scooter they are do you have a scooter now? I, I don't because I'm still people are telling me i should I should get a license, a driver's license, or just at least get a scooter, but uh
1: I've been postponing that <laughs> that's like when you've really become Vietnamese, right? when you've really sort of gone native is when you start going around on a scooter, yeah, like everyone else, yeah, uh-huh. Um, crossing the road is a challenge, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I, what I remember when I arrived in uh, Ho Chi Minh City. And there are these quite large uh, boulevards kind of thing. And um, just suddenly hordes of like, uh, almost like a swarm going back to insects. Like, what's that? Is that a wasp? No, it's 100,000 scooters all coming at me at the same time. And you have to just walk through them, right? Well, the problem is you with your European mentality.
0: The problem is not this place, because that's how they have been doing it for ages here. And it's, Mm. for us, it looks like chaos but it's basically an organized chaos. They know exactly what's happening. Sometimes they go the wrong way, but it has its own rules. It, it's a log, It's all logical. And once you get to know it, it starts making sense to you. And I bet, like, I see a lot of even experts living here doing the same thing now. So it's it's just you have to adjust. You have to acclimatize, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what about the sort of wildlife then? So... Um Talking of insects and stuff, um, obviously there's you're in a tropical zone, so uh, you know. Is have you noticed any differences in the in the wildlife that you encounter?
0: I have. So first of all, I've met a few monkeys here, which oh yeah, I had only I had only met monkeys in a zoo before I came here. Obviously, so um, that's that's interesting. They tend to steal from people as well. So um always cautious when i get anywhere near them and uh, not not far from here there's like a peninsula with a forest it's called sontra and there are a lot of monkeys there and uh, they're very sort of how how to say this Um, they're not afraid to come out and sort of meet the tourists and just swinging from tree to tree jumping around and they're like there's like a park car park not like a scooter park car park you know for scooters yeah scooter park scooter park okay let's call it that and they would just jump from scooter to scooter and just do weird stuff yeah i've recorded a few interesting (laughs) videos and uh, it's it's a new it's definitely a new for me yeah so i'm like sort of like the 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 natives of course for them it's normal but for me I'm, i'm like alice in wonderland like what the hell is this (laughs) monkeys (laughs) <laughs>
1: monkeys <laughs> they are so cool you know <laughs> yeah 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 and you what you said you met them i mean have you are you literally like hello my name is Denek. i'm from uh europe nice to meet you your name is sorry that's exactly um, that's exactly what i did i tried to talk to them
0: um they were looking at me as if i, I was a weirdo and so i stopped <laughs> i can't speak the monkey language but the the closest no. the closest i i tried to learning is is the monkey news the carl pilkington and you
1: you made some episodes about that as well, didn't you? I did. I made one particular episode, Carl Pilkington's Monkey News. Yeah, know, we did one episode where we heard him talking about a monkey working on a building site. Um, and another one, another story when he talked about a monkey going into space. Yeah. So, okay. So you've got your own, maybe you could make your own Monkey News episode where you give, like, every every time in the ep, in the podcast, you can give some monkey news about updates of what the monkeys have been doing. Yes. Um, But anyway, so insects, that's what this episode is about, right? So we should stick to the the point here. Now, you contacted me the other day. You sent me um, a message and you... um, So what was it that you you wrote to me?
0: Um, I said, hello, Luke, because I'm a polite person. And Mm -hmm. I think that's how it started, right? And I basically referred to a piece of news that came out recently uh, regarding uh, the infestation of Paris with um, in, uh, the insect species called bed bugs, um, nasty, cre- nasty creatures, bed bugs.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. You wrote to me and you said um, apparently Paris is infested with bed bugs. Is this true? <laughs> Not. Are you okay? <laughs> but is it is this true? Um, I am fine, by the way. So bed bugs, all right. So yeah, um, I wonder if everyone knows what bed bugs are. I mean, probably the name ge- explains everything you need to know. But uh, Zdenek, I mean, can you describe bed bugs? What are they? What the, What do they do? How do they behave?
0: Well, they might live in your bed. <laughs> everyone, check your bed right now. Your mattress, uh. your mattress. Yeah, that's especially if you're living in Paris these days, like Luke is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they are uh, nasty creatures quite small and but visible to to the naked eye this is a weird phrase i always find this a weird for naked eye the naked naked eye eye.
1: (laughs) it's a nice phrase though isn't it 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 it's good to the visible to the naked eye meaning without needing a microscope or without needing a magnifying glass or something just to the naked eye and your eye your eye is going, oh, no, don't look at me. I've, I don't have a microscope on me. <laughs> it's a bit weird. Yeah. Well, obviously, it depends on
0: your, how good your eyesight is, right? So, But most people would be able to see, to to notice them, um, unless they are very young, I guess. <laughs> they are smaller, obviously. Whatever is young younger is usually smaller, right? So, yeah. That's logical.
1: The, the- oh, uh, you mean if if the if the bed bugs are young? I yeah. thought you meant if people were young. Like if you know, young young people just can't see insects. No, um, bed bugs. Yeah, if the bed bugs are tinier, you might not be able to see them, like the baby ones. But the yeah, normal, full size bed bugs are visible to the naked eye. They are probably, I don't know. I, I, actually, I mean, I I don't have them. Thankfully, as far as I know, so I haven't really seen them. But how big are they, really? About the, like half a grain of rice or something? Half
0: a grain of rice. Yeah, that's, that sounds fair. Some of the big, bigger ones might be a grain of, grain of rice. But uh, oh, a little God. bit smaller. I, I guess you're right. A little bit smaller. It depends, really, how mature they are and uh, how much blood they have eaten. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so, am I right? In th- so, OK, the, the story is... That Paris is infested with bedbugs, and you read uh, a story about this on one website, and then you thought, "Ah, oh, this might just be nonsense." And then you saw the same story in another newspaper website, a Czech uh, website, yeah. and you thought, "Ah, oh, maybe there's something to this. I'll check to see if Luke is scratching right now as I'm as I'm reading these articles." Um, so yeah, th- this is something that people are talking about at the moment. Um, there have been loads and loads of stories going around on different sort of news websites and things about how Paris is infested with bedbugs, apparently. And uh, I guess this kind of went viral for several reasons. One of those reasons is that some people posted videos of um, bedbugs on the Paris metro. Yep. So that's the the, the underground I train. S- I, saw, I saw
0: the images as well. I saw the images. Yeah. yeah. They look li- real. <laughs>
1: They, they do don't yeah, they are real, I'm sure, and um, okay, this is from the BBC's website, um sixteen hours ago. <laughs> check out the dramatic language. here we go, a plague of bedbugs has hit Paris and other French cities, provoking a wave of insectophobia and raising questions about health and safety during next year's Olympic Games that 's broadly how the phenomenon has been described in the French and now international news media in part it 's true, but in another part it isn 't okay, so I wonder which part is true and what isn 't true but certainly the the panic that has gripped um, the nation although it 's not as it's, people aren 't panicking about it as much as the news would would suggest I've, i mean my wife is um, my wife is not happy about the story at all, and she, she's quite squeamish about these things. So she's read these things and she told me about them. So I knew about this before you messaged me, because um, my wife had already told me about it. And she said, "Oh my god, apparently there are bed bugs everywhere." And the thing is that all you need to do is bring one of them home with you, and then they they multiply, and then you've got them. And um, you know they they hide during the day. They crawl into little cracks and little nooks and crannies and then just multiply and then at night they come out while you're sleeping crawl into your bed and yum 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 they suck your blood and they leave you know itchy um red marks on your body and uh so she's freaking out a little bit about this um but thankfully we don't have them at home yet as far as i know and i haven't met anyone who's got them i don't know anyone who has them unless those people are just keeping it really secret or something i don't know oh, just shame. I <laughs> maybe yeah. i haven't seen any um, and i've been looking on the <laughs> underground cuz uh, on the metro i do take that regularly and i maybe i haven't been sitting down as much as i normally do um, but i've been i've been keeping my eyes peeled for
0: I'm, I'm, I'm little... imagining the level of paranoia in the Luke's English Luke's English podcast household
1: now. <laughs> well, yeah, try not to talk about it too much, you know. I don't want to sort of exacerbate the the the, the levels of um, paranoia that already exist there. But uh, no, we haven't mani- we haven't had to go into some sort of state of emergency at home, thankfully. Um, so that's kind of how it is. But yeah, lots. Of, I've overheard a couple of people talking about it. Um, But I get the impression that this is maybe just something that, you know, certain stories, just the media love to get hold of certain stories, because you can imagine if you're a journalist, um, this is is a great story, isn't it, to write, and it's going to grab people's imagination. Absolutely. It's gold, yeah, for them. Absolutely, yeah. And with the Olympics as well, this is the thing. The Great Link, yeah. Yeah. The, it, it, every journalist wants to connect like a little story to a bigger story. And the Olympics is coming to Paris next year. And so, of course, everyone's running around panicking. Well, they're not running around panicking. People are worrying about it a little bit, uh, about uh, what this means for the Olympics next year. There are various things that could sort of spoil things for the Olympics next year.
0: Yeah. So let's admit the chances are that uh, the bedbugs have been in Paris for Years and it's no different from let's say 10 years, 20, 30, 50 years ago. We don't know, and these days, as we know, everything goes viral very quickly, and uh, the internet is capable of a lot of things, right? So, could be fake news, could be just exacerbated, as you said. Who knows? But something is going on. (laughs) And look, basically, this article brought back some memories as well for me. Personally, so if if you want me to, I can talk about my own experience with
1: bed bugs. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I want to. I want to know. I want to know the horrible stories of bed bugs that you've got. In fact, we could probably sort of share a few um, anecdotes about our experiences with insects. Now, at this point, so go on. Tell us about your experience or experiences with bed bugs. Get ready, everyone. It's going to get creepy.
0: So actually, actually, there's a nice sort of uh, link to the last time I was on Luke's English podcast because that's when I told you about me going to England for the first time, which was back in 2005. So that's what—that's when I was young. <laughs> uh, I was ah, twen- uh, you're still pretty yeah. Oh, you—you—you you, look—you said to me that I look like insect. So I guess you, a young yeah. insect. <laughs> right. So this was when I was about twenty, twenty-one years old. And um, I remember moving around a lot at first because, you know, you, you sort of want to find a cheap place. You don't have money at that age. Not that I have any more money now as a teacher, <laughs> but mm. uh, at, that, at that time you don't have money at all. So you try to find cheap accommodation. It's always a um, house share or something. So I was living in Leytonstone first and there were some weird housemates who like bullied one other guy there. So we just decided to move out. They, they, they had like loud parties at night and then they did something to one Australian guy there. We just moved out mm. and uh, I moved to Finsbury Park. And uh, yeah, it seemed, it seemed nice, uh, very interesting roommates, kind of friendly, so everything seemed like a fairy tale um, until about a few weeks later uh, I discovered that I had some red spots on my, on my body. And it looked like some kind of rash or something, yeah. And uh, then <laughs> my roommates started talking. They said to me that before I lived there, before I moved in, uh, there was another guy from Poland there who used to have the same problem. So there was some kind of theory in the house that there's, there's one bed and whoever sleeps there, that person sort of... It's like we thought there's some kind of infection there or something, that person gets... Get some kind of right, we were very young, you can imagine. We did, there was no internet, wasn't a thing so much yet. You know, the, the phones didn't have the internet in them, I believe. So, you, you would just have to go to an internet cafe back then, it was 20 years ago. So, you know, we were not that I- knowledgeable about these things, but uh, so so they told us that there was this guy who and it was because he was sleeping in the same bed as I was. So it's like, I was like, hmm, that's weird. I didn't pay much attention to it uh, until, until it started getting worse. So I, I, it was always my, my hands for some reason and occasionally my face, but usually my hands, that's because I used to sleep in a sleeping bag. I had a sleeping bag. And, um, then one day, one day I, I found out that, uh, something is actually crawling on my, I think I woke up in the middle of the night because something sort of, I f- I felt some kind of bite, or I just it my hand hurt. I was like, "Well, what, what's going on?" And uh, I uh, switched on the light, and I saw I saw the thing. Uh, so <laughs> one of them, the bed bug, and uh, I, I can't remember what I did with it. I guess I guess the first sort of reaction would be just to get it out of my hand. Like I wouldn't, I don't think I would. I would kill it. I, I don't know. I don't know if I killed the first one. I saw. I don't know. Anyway. Since then, I knew, and I found more, and I found even like sort of dried shells oh. lying around. Because like, it, 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 during the daylight, you, you can't see them. Because, as you said, they hide; they live in the mattress mostly. And so, right. so, but you can find like dried piece, like skins or
1: something. Like, um, just a slight tangent. Have you seen the film Alien?
0: I I must have seen yeah yeah of course it's a, it's an old film yeah 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 yeah,
1: yeah it's an old film yeah. so in in the film Alien obviously the the alien is an egg inside a guy's body and then it bursts out of his stomach luckily that didn't happen to you with the bed bugs and stuff but and then the alien is on the spaceship and at some point one of them finds the skin of the alien and it's because the alien is growing and it's shed its skin. And uh, that means that the alien is much bigger and insects do exactly the same thing. They, they actually shed their exoskeleton or they shed their skin exactly yeah. as they grow. So yeah, finding the shell of, of its skin means that one of them has grown and now you've got an even bigger one somewhere in the bed. but still it
0: was like i still was sort of blissfully unaware i was blissfully unaware of what what this was i had no idea my friends they i did i don't think did i talk about it even i don't think i talked about it that much it wasn't a bit embarrassing to be honest but i had one roommate like literally one one roommate so two people are sleeping in one room and i was one of them and i don't know that that guy like he always he was always sound asleep, so it didn't bother him. Besides, they didn't live in his mattress, in his bed. They only lived in my bed, so they sort of gather in one place. Like they, mm-hmm. you know, it's their sort of safe house there. And um, a few few weeks later, a few weeks later, one crawled into my ear, and that's that's <laughs> that's that's when it gets interesting. Yeah. So I woke up in the morning and saw something was buzzing in my ear. And it, it was quite annoying, you can imagine. And I knew I knew straight away what it was. I knew straight away because I had seen them before. I had killed some of them before. And that, by that time, I had already started killing them. <laughs> when it, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, you had difficulty sleeping and you sort of like, what, what am I going to do? And try, I tried to sort it out with the landlord, but that landlord was a bit slow in dealing with it and... All that stuff. So we're going back to the the main story. So I had one of them in my ear, and um, basically it was on Sunday, and it was buzzing there for about three hours, and then it stopped. So I imagined it died there, it suffocated or something. Or Wait, you couldn't get it out? I couldn't get it out. It was it, it's, it's quite small, like it's. You can see, yeah. but it's quite small, and you know, in in your ear, it's like a maze, right? So mm. once it gets in, like, how do you get it out? Because the thing, <laughs> oh uh, god, that's horrible! <laughs> it's horrible, yeah. Uh, so, but I knew what I had have there. It stopped. It stopped uh, making that sound, uh, but I knew it was there. So I, I well, got a bit worried because phew, I don't know. It could it could get infected, or I I knew I had to get it out. So um it was Sunday so I I had to go to uh, A N E accidents and emergency mm. it's like a hospital you know in the UK like a hospital where you can go
1: whenever something happens and yeah if you break your leg yeah. or if you if you if you, if you burn your, your 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 body or something like that there's people going in there with blood coming out of different parts of their body like ah and you turn up you're just fine yeah. well, what's the matter yeah so so I
0: thought I would prepare for this so I had one, I had killed another one on that day, and yeah. I put it in a box of matches because I, th- yeah. I thought it would be a good idea to to show the doctor what exactly I had in my ear. Yeah, so, <laughs> and
1: so he's like, You've got matches in your ear? What have you been doing? <laughs> no, no, it's the little bug
0: there. <laughs> so, uh, I went there, I went to the hospital, and when I, when I said to the reception, first, you go to the reception, and they ask, They ask you, like, what, what, what's wrong with you. And I said, I've got a bug in my ear. And that, that was like the first time they were looking at me like, what? <laughs> and, and I said, okay, fine. And then I went into a room. It was like a small, small office, a doctor's office. And I said, hello, um, I've got a bug in my ear. I don't know what it is, but it's in my ear and it's dead there now. And I said, ah, and because I'm prepared, I've got one in in this in this little box to show you that I'm not, I'm not joking. So I opened the box, it was, it was a young, I remember it was a very young female doctor, about, I don't know, maybe 30 years old, maybe even younger, 20, 28 or something. So I opened the box and her first reaction was like, oh, what is this? She, she, and that's, that's when I knew like I'm in trouble. I, I knew that was like foreshadowing that that person was
1: not going to help me. Right. No. This is a medically qualified doctor. Yeah. And she, she goes, when she sees yeah. the bug <laughs> <laughs> By the time oh, I was God. I was well familiar
0: with the bug, so I, I wasn't really scared. I was paranoid of course and I was like in this fighting mode. Like, I wanted to, to I hated them. But yeah. um I was sort of I knew what it was. I was I didn't know the the name of the bug, but I know like it was that it was happening. But this doctor yeah. was like what is that? So then she, uh, so I asked her, hey, what is it? Do you know what it is? I was expecting that doctors they, they study medicine, right? They have to study biology and all that. So I was expecting her to tell me. She said, I had no idea. But wait, wait, I'm going to have a walk around the hospital to ask people, ask around. So she, so she, she left the office. She, she let me stay there for about 10 minutes. And then came back and she said, well, you are in luck, you are in luck. I found one doctor, I found one doctor who used to see these ones in the, in the army, because he served somewhere, somewhere in Iraq or something, and he used to, uh, he used to see these because they bit uh, the soldiers there. <laughs> she still didn't wow. tell me the name. I didn't know the name.
1: So, but, You're but thinking, the, <laughs> what is this? Some sort of like military bug? What, what have I got in my head?
0: Exactly. I was like, what? It, was, it's just, it just seemed so absurd, you know, like she had to go around the hospital to find like 10, it took her 10 minutes to find a doctor who would know, but still wouldn't know the name of the of the. <laughs>
1: Of the species, yeah, you're thinking, if I got the rarest like brain bug um that like no one you know is this a new species that no one knows about that's gonna try and eat my brain or something? all sorts of things were going through my head at that point point.
0: and then she so now that was then was the time to actually try to help me, yeah, so now that we sort of established what what I had in my ear, not really, but you know. <laughs> um, she she tried to get it out so she took one of those what do you call it cotton buds but the like the longer ones you know like you have a cotton buds to to clean your ear but the longer yeah. one on a wooden i think it was on a wooden stick or something yeah i i call it a swab a swab yeah it's another word yeah mm-hmm. so she carefully tried to get it out but she wasn't exactly doing that well in fact, my ear started bleeding, and what? and she said, "Oh, it's too it's too deep. I can't get it out." My ear started bleeding. I'm not even kidding you. So she just she just, she was just too aggressive. For some, well, to be honest, they even say don't use cotton buds. Right? It's uh, it's like one of the things that people say in hell in health in the health world. Uh, cotton buds apparently are bad for you because uh, it's easy to damage your ear because there are like a lot of little bones and things.
1: And, yeah, you and, can, yeah, you can maybe perforate your eardrum if you push too far. And yeah. you, could,
0: you could even have like a long lasting um, damage to your ear. Right, right. But the point is she completely mucked it up and uh, it didn't exactly hurt or anything, but my ear was bleeding. So, and, and, and then she,
1: at some at one point she just gave up because she couldn't get it out. She couldn't. It, yeah. Right. Oh my god! So I'm imagining that she she could see it, she could she see could see it. Yeah,
0: because she I think okay. she was using some like I don't know was it magnifying goggles? I don't know what it is, but uh, she could see it. Yeah, she okay. couldn't get she couldn't get it out though because it was too deep, and the tool she was using probably even her hands weren't good enough to to deal with it. I don't know. I I I don't know. She just she just failed
1: six years of medical school or whatever and and no one ever taught her how to get a bed bug out of a man's ear (laughs) that probably she probably never never had to do
0: anything like this so i don't i don't really blame her but um i didn't blame her but but it was weird right she didn't she didn't help me however however uh she booked me for an appointment with a specialized department Uh, i went there two days later
1: and I, li- I li- <laughs> so wait, you had to, wait, you had to go away. You had to be like, okay, well, fine, I'll just go away and live with this bed, this dead bed bug in my ear no. um, for a couple of days. Then, I think, it's, oh. I think two days.
0: It took one or two days. I can't remember, either Monday or Tuesday. I went in, <laughs> I went in. I lie, I, I lay down on um like one of those things you lay uh, lie down when you're at the doctor. What is what is it called?
1: Yeah, sort of like an
0: operating Op- table. Exactly, like an operating table. There was like a big. Big sort of machine, and it's it's like a um, sucking device. So it's they sucked it out of my ear. It was painless, and after this doctor sucked it out of my ear, he showed me yeah. he showed me <laughs> what I had in my ear, and oh, you can imagine that it didn't it wasn't in one piece because the doctor she had she, she, as she was trying to get it she had been as she had been trying to get it out she she just completely like uh
1: eviscerated
0: it ugh, what's the word eviscerated it she, uh, she destroyed it she destroyed she yeah she like the limbs it it, it wasn't in one piece it was like uh, everywhere the, all the what do you call it the, the legs and
1: yeah it, looked, it all the uh, different parts of this insect had all been like broken apart and so there were lots of bits of dead bed bug exactly. being pulled out of your ear how lovely so it didn't look
0: like a bed bug
1: anymore it just looked
0: like a weird thing <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but it was out it was out and that was the most important thing so in the end uh, this story has a happy ending and later i even so i still i still didn't know it was a bed bug no one told me i don't think yeah it could be okay i admit it could be that my english wasn't good enough i think back then i was like upper intermediate so i imagine i imagine i would have understood yeah upper intermediate like b2 level i imagine
1: i would have understood Bed bug. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, the only thing that's going to tr- be difficult there is the pronunciation, right? Because it's like a minimal pair, isn't it? Bed bug is. A, you know, you've got to get those vowel sounds right. Uh, but the the words on their own, bed and bug, a bug in the bed. I mean, yeah, you're probably going to understand that if you if you can actually hear what they're saying uh, straight away. Um yeah so but you still didn't know what it was I didn't but, but a few days later I, I
0: figured it out. I think I used the internet. I just went to one of the cafes and i did, did some digging and i, I in the end I, I found out and uh yeah I just read about the uh, how impossible it is to get rid of them because they just you kill one doesn't doesn't do anything basically you need to throw away the mattress you can't you can't even clean it, you just have to throw it away. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there might be some specialists who come into your house and they sort of spray everything, but it might not even work 100%. So you don't want to pay for something like that and then find out that it's still there, right? So um, I think in the end I moved out because the landlord was just, it was one of those shady landlords as well that, he wasn't even the owner like he was renting it out from someone else so it's like subletting second second landlord like subletting yeah so uh he was just trying to make a lot of money and this would be a bummer for him of course to to pay
1: for something like that right The fumigation of of the apartment, yeah, to exterminate the bed bugs. So he just keeps, he just, yeah, the turnover must have been quite high of people coming in from like Poland or the Czech Republic, apparently, unsuspecting and renting the room and then leaving after six months with red, red spots. And then another unsuspecting Polish or Czech person (laughs) turns up.
0: Wait, there is, there was one little room in the, in the, uh, in the apartment that no one lived in. But then the, one uh, British student, one English student, moved in. This was after the hospital stopped. And mm. it was the first time. I, think, I guess he wanted to save money, so he moved in that little room. It was much cheaper, you can imagine. It almost yeah. looked like a storage. I think it was a storage room or something,
1: right? A cupboard or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like a storage. Like a really, like, really little room, but there, enough space for a bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got bitten pretty badly on his face, uh, pretty badly. Oh God. And by that time, we all knew what it was, so we 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 told him. But he 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 kept getting bitten. Uh, so one the thing is like, if you don't have money, once you pay, you pay the deposit, you pay the rent. If you if you just leave, you lose all this. You lose all this money. So it's not that easy for people to just leave immediately once you commit to
1: something like that. You know what I mean? So. And the, and the rent for a tiny little bug-infested uh, cupboard in London is probably about two thousand pounds a month, <laughs> right? Um, so one thing I would say is, like, if you're not sure if you have bed bugs, uh, the
0: way you can know is that once they bite you, uh, you need to look at the, at the marks, at the red marks you have on your body, because they bite in a line. So as they walk over your, over your body, yeah. they, they don't swerve; they just they just go one way. They sort of like go yeah. in one line so they bite here then they carry on and bite here it's a, it's a straight line so you can take a roller and it will be a straight line they might even use it like maths math teacher maths teachers might use it for
1: demonstration of uh, some geometry well, yeah. <laughs> if we if we can't get rid of them we might as well use them for something and just use them in education to teach help us teach maths Maybe that's the solution to the bed bug crisis. Just move them into the classroom.
0: And you could teach maths and biology at the same time. It's, it's, uh, you kill two birds with one stone. It's like, what do you yeah. call it? A, a CLIL, right? CLIL.
1: <laughs> what? A CLIL? There's the method,
0: right? Um, where you teach something through another, through another subject. Now, isn't it called CLIL? Like content,
1: content learning. Content, content and language, yeah. content and language integrated learning. Yeah. Cleal. CLIL. Yeah. um th- this has become the umbrella term describing both learning um another d- um, describing both learning another subject such as physics or geography through the medium of a foreign language and learning a foreign language by studying a content based subject so you learn physics in english or you learn english by studying physics you know um okay yeah so they you could they you You could use bed bugs in CLIL uh, by learning maths and biology at the same time. Look, this, kids, look, this is a straight line because the bed bug doesn't want to deviate from its course. Why? Because it it wants to drink your blood because that's how it uh, survives. Yeah, that would be possibly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Why not? Why not put them to good use instead of just, uh, you know, uh, complaining about them all the time? Um, all right. Wow. Wow. What a horrible stories, Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Uh, and luckily, I don't have a bed bug story to share. Um, and I hope that I never I never do. Yet. Uh, yeah. Despite the things that people are saying about Paris. In reality, my experience is haven't seen them. Um, and I don't know anyone who has. So I hope that we will just sort of like survive without any kind of encounter with bed bugs at all. Yeah. Hello, this is me interrupting this episode. I hope you're doing okay and you're not like um, too freaked out by this talk of insects. Um, I'm interrupting this episode because I want to give Zdenek a chance to just tell you about his work online so that if you want to like follow his stuff and uh, learn English with him, then you can. Okay, so this is Zdenek from the future, because we're recording this after the episode that you're listening to right now. So here's Zdenek from the future, where everything is dark, apparently, because the sun has gone down. Uh, Zdenek, tell us about... Uh, your your English teaching stuff online, your podcast, your YouTube and your Discord server.
0: I will. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Just a quick update. We haven't been eaten by any insect. We are fine. Everything is okay. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> yes, yes. No bed bugs. We're all okay. So thank you.
0: Um, basically, you can find me uh, as Teachers Danek on YouTube and Instagram. And um, as the Denex English podcast is still a thing, although I don't publish as often as I used to, but it's still happening. And uh, now I also have a group for high-level English learners, uh, which is m- like my signature project, let's say. And I help uh, English learners uh, with uh, especially their fluency. So if, if you feel like you're stuck with your level and uh, you would like to, uh, you know, improve. And if, if you're struggling with your confidence, uh, we have some introverts in the group and uh, just gen- generally people who feel like they don't have enough speaking practice. Then I think it would be a great place because it's not just me. I've got some, like I've got, um, I, I host several events there, but we've got some other teachers there. There's one teacher from the UK and some of the members are teachers themselves. And I, I give them an opportunity to have their own event. So when I say event, it's like basically short lessons which happen regularly. Um, every day there's something, and they all have a different purpose or different sort of way of um, diff- sort of different um, structure or diff- different theme. Uh, so sometimes it's just some some sort of conversation, like a freestyle conversation. Other times we play some games, and uh, I even look into ielts i help people with the ielts exam so it's like a mixed bag a bit of hodgepodge look and Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. what i will say is that we've got fantastic members there from different nationalities so it's like a thriving community uh where people can really boost boost their english take it take it to the next level so um yeah so on on my where is that how do how do people find that Mm -hmm. yeah so obviously you can message me on social media or just go to my website, teachersdenek.com and you will find the information there. It's called the Achievers Chamber. And I know some people are sort of new to Discord. So I always make sure that I help the the, the new members with that. Uh, of course, there's a bit of learning curve, but give it like one one or two days and you will be fine. Um, yeah, so I have to say, it's it's the, the kind of value you get there for for the price. It's very I wanted to say achievable no affordable is the, is well, affordable is the word
1: <laughs> yeah and achievable yeah. as well because it's the achievers chamber yeah. <laughs> um, okay All right, great Stenic. thanks a lot let's now let's now go back to the conversation that we were having before uh, when it was daytime in in Vietnam yeah here we go
0: hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of
1: what big wireless does they charge you a lot
0: Want flexibility? Take yoga.
1: Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Should we go further and talk about some other insects? Oh, how's the mosquito I don't in your room? I don't know if it's a mosquito or
0: a fly. That's one thing about speaking of mosquitoes. Yeah, that's one thing I notice here in Vietnam is that the mosquitoes are different from the European mosquitoes.
1: Oh yeah, are they? Are they not? uh, Are they not tiger mosquitoes? I don't know. Well, how are they different? How are they different? So they they look similar, but
0: they are just way more cunning here the Mm. european mosquitoes they they make the buzzing sound so you can hear them when they approach you and they are relatively slow and you can kill them these ones they are impossible to kill because they just sort of they use the maneuver maneuver tactics to to just the the second you you spot them they they sort of know (laughs) that you're after them and they just start (laughs) they start just they get away from you so so skillfully it's unbelievable and they are so fast and they make unpredictable movement it's it's just so Mm -hmm. different from the european mosquitoes i don't know if this is evolution like the survival of the fittest or something uh, how how they evolved but uh, or it's uh, it could be just a different species i don't know but they are just so much harder to to kill and to even spot it's just it's it's different the european ones they just once they start sucking the blood they sort of like stay there until you kill them (laughs) these ones they just these ones they just they just go for it and then you don't even notice it sometimes so they just they just drink a bit and then leave and then come back later it's just just different yeah so yeah
1: yeah i mean another paris story um according to the guardian and lots of lots of other news outlets um Paris has been invaded by tiger mosquitoes recently, and um, this is something we had to deal with this summer. Not just Paris, but France in general, has had a sort of wave of tiger mosquitoes. These are larger mosquitoes that normally are in different parts of the world, and they, are, they carry more dangerous diseases, including things like den- dengue fever and even Zika.: So, so how, Zika virus.: How which big, is how not- big are they look? Um oh it's difficult to, to say really. They are they can be up about a centimetre, maybe just between half a centimetre and a centimetre in length, I think. And they, they're them they've got like black and white they appear to have black and white stripes on them. Right? Have you ever seen one like this? Like, they're kind of like black and white markings. Like you. Like your t-shirt. <laughs> like my t-shirt today. I'm dressed as a as a tiger mosquito today. Uh, audio <laughs> listeners, you can't see this, but I'm wearing a stripy t-shirt. Um, and um, yeah, they're nasty little ones. Maybe, maybe these are the ones you're talking about. They're bigger. They seem to be more ruthless. They are faster. And they seem to be more difficult to catch. And... Uh, yeah, they they z- they just zoom in, um, land, bite and leave. Um, you know, you don't really get a chance to stop them. And yeah, so mosquitoes, God, just can't stand them. I mean, I talked about this on the podcast recently with my wife. Um, and uh, just talking about how at night in the summertime, you know, we sleep with the window open. And what will happen is that we'll just be lying there peacefully trying to sleep. And suddenly you hear... Zzz- zzz- In your ear Ah, like that and um, and then you know we both jump up jump out of bed switch the light on and then we try to hunt the mosquitoes so the hunter becomes the hunted kind of situation and um, you know I don't know how they do it but they just disappear like that they're gone just completely disappear Um, sometimes so it's like sometimes that you get a very stupid one that will be buzzing around your head and then you swipe away at it in the dark and then you switch the light on and it's just there on the wall right above your head and you can get it but others they just seem to just disappear into the shadows i don't know where they go and you spend ages you know try really sleepy looking around trying to catch them and uh, you know if you if if you find it then there's that dramatic moment of oh, there it is, there it is. And then you, you've got to keep your eye on it and then try and get a book to smash it with. And if it's in a difficult position, you've got to sort of throw the book at the ceiling or something. Um, and a lot of the time you miss. And if you don't miss, you leave a big red splat on the wall, especially if it's just drunk your blood. Um, but then um, a lot of the time you will miss and then they they've gone and then they terrorise you for the rest of the night and then you're scratching... Uh, the next day, but um, so I bought one of those um, electronic tennis racket uh, insect killing things. I heard you mention it in one of the episodes, right? <laughs> yeah. Have you considered? Do you, have you seen these things? Have, do you know about them?
0: Yeah, the, the Vietnamese people they do they do sell it here, of course. But I, I haven't had enough mosquitoes to be to be like um, you know to to really feel like I'm in need of of getting one
1: of those things yet. So. Yeah. I, I really, really recommend it. They're amazing. It's still, it's a life changer. It's like one of the best purchases I've ever made. It's just some cheap plastic kind of crap thing that didn't cost very much. Just bought it on the internet. You charge it, you know, via USB, micro USB, or whatever and And then it's ready to go, and you just whenever you hear that annoying noise, when you hear it, you just reach for the tennis racket, which I keep by the side of my bed. It's like if you live in in a really rough part of New York or something, you might sleep with a baseball bat next to your bed, right, just in case of intruders. Well, I sleep with this electronic tennis racket next to my bed you you just you switch it on like a lightsaber, you know, and it's it's ready, and you press the button to um make the electric – I don't know how to describe it – the sort of net, the electric net gets uh, activated when you press the button. And you just literally swipe at the mosquito like you're hitting a tennis ball, and then crack! A big spark, and the mosquito just gets instantly um, eliminated. And uh, if it's on the wall, you just gently hold the mos- hold the uh, racket over it. And it will, it will kill itself. It'll fly away. It'll try and fly away, and then crack! You know, it's it's gone, and it's it, tremendously satisfying. And sometimes the mosquito is left in the net, and you can give it another blast if you want to. If you really feel like you 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 know you're really angry with it because it's bitten you loads of times, and you just hate mosquitoes. You can zap it again before you tap it off into the bin or out of the window or something um so yeah that's a complete game changer i definitely recommend getting one of those things um yeah i mean i don't feel bad about killing mosquitoes i think that's fine i mean you know i'm not about you know i like i love animals i, I don't you know i don't want any animal cruelty or anything like that but in the case of little insects i'm kind of making an exception
0: it's not like you're tearing off their wings or, or or legs or something. You know, there are people like that who would do that as well. You you just simply want want to kill them because you you, you know you you want to make sure you survive.
1: <laughs> I want it, to kill it, them it, because I hate them with every every cell in my body, uh, <laughs> and yeah, and also because, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm not like a Psycho- a Buddhist, a Buddhist, a Buddhist so, yeah. or or or. Um, whatever, or even a psychopath who would enjoy pulling the legs off one of them. I just want to stop, make it stop and go away. And there's plenty more where that came from. Am I just, do I need to justify killing a mosquito in my bedroom at night? I don't, I don't think so. But someone listening to this will probably, (laughs) probably think so. You never know. So, so you basically kill them by electric,
0: electrocuting them,
1: right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like I'm like a, a Sith Lord from Star Wars. Just use electricity. Um, yeah, I, guess that's I think it's probably the most humane way to kill yeah. one because it seems to be a completely instant death. You know, rather than like making it land on a piece of sticky paper and then it's stuck there and it just starves to death for a know? few days. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the things like suffering a lot before it finally, yeah, you know, uh, is, uh, perishes. This is
0: fast, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is just instant, bang, gone, done. Back to sleep.
0: Although we don't yeah. know how mosquitoes, we don't know how mosquitoes perceive time, so we don't know. Maybe it's it's
1: slow for them. Who knows? Oh God, yeah. Maybe if, if yeah, that is the thing, isn't it? That very tiny creatures. Um, apparently perceive time much more slowly than, than us, which is why it's very hard to, to to kill a fly that's landed on your table. You try and smack it with your hand and it always manages to escape at the last second. Because for them, we're kind of like huge giants going, <laughs> and then the fly's like, uh, what's this? Oh, a hand is coming down very slowly. It's all right. Just like just keep eating some, some crap on the table. Uh, okay. Fly out of the way at the last minute. You know, because it's like the way elephants and whales for us are like really slow. I wonder if for elephants humans are like walking around really fast like little insects like going around the place. maybe who knows who knows yeah, so maybe mosquitoes perceive time much more slowly than us, and so for, <laughs> for who knows for what what for us it's just zap gone for them, it might be like Nyargh! being electrocuted for like ten minutes Nyargh! and then Boof! finally exploding at the end. It might be the most dramatic star Wars episode three kind of, um, uh, death you can imagine. I hope not. I really hope not. Um, have you encountered any other like creepy crawlies, um, in, in any part of the world, either in London, Czech Republic, or maybe in Vietnam, any other little things that you've noticed?
0: Yeah. So, um, let's, let's talk about the Czech Republic then. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, um, during the COVID time, I, as most people, I felt a little bit lonely, you know, because uh, obviously social isolation and I started working online a lot, you know, and uh, I started looking for my own students. This was after I came back from England and uh, I was probably just a bit lonely. So, and my neighbor had uh, gone on a mission. he's is a soldier and he, he had gone on a mission into one of the countries of the Balkans, uh, for several months, and he left his cat in the house because cats—they're they, they, pretty, pretty good hunters. They can take care of themselves, you know. And it's—it's it's, we're talking. It's a village. It's a village, not not in a an apartment or anything. It's a village, so it, it lives outside. So there are a lot of mice around and stuff. And uh, since I was so lonely, and this cat was so friendly, I would. Open my window every now and then, and even when I was teaching, I would show the, the the cat would jump in through the window into my into my room, and the cat would jump jump in. I would show it to my students. I would pet it all the time. I let it sleep in my in my room. Now you're thinking, your your listeners are thinking, What's that? Cat? <laughs> cats are not an insect. Cats are not insects. What are you talking about? Well, cats are not insects. You're right, but. Fleas are, <laughs> fleas. Yeah, fleas, fleas, fleas. What are what a fleas! Fleas are those. Uh, I hope they are insects. By the way, because recently I, I, I did mention uh, a tick on my podcast, and I said it's an insect, and there was a, someone who studies biology, and they, they threw it into my face. Not not the. Not the tick. Not the tick. They just said, "Oh, Denek. By the way, uh, a tick is not an insect." <laughs>
1: so I. It's hope, an arachnid. Yeah.
0: Because it has more legs, it has eight legs, yes. like the spiders. But I hope, I hope uh, fleas are insects. Yeah. Uh,
1: yes, they are. Okay. They cool. Are. So, yeah. so,
0: so we can we can talk about them. So, basically, uh, this this cat had had uh, fleas, which I bet uh, my neighbor would have taken care of had he been there, but mm. he wasn't. So the cat was just sort of strolling around, you know, catching all sorts of things. And I didn't really notice it until I did, right? (laughs) Um, So it wasn't my first time when I was very little. I used to um, encounter some fleas. Uh, They were the dog Mm -hmm. fleas. These ones were cat fleas. They're, They're different species. They're smaller. Oh, yes. They're smaller and hard to see, hard to see and basically i thought so when when i when one of them bit me and uh, i i even saw it uh i killed it i managed to kill it and i didn't pay much attention to it but i was like oh it's just one one flea right yeah and the thing is like in my in my old apartment in in the czech republic i have got an i have got um a carpet on the floor so basically a few days later i realized that there more there there were more there and uh, it became apparent soon that I had I had a problem.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah.
0: So um, it's not like you could ever see two at the same time or more at the same time, but it was just the the frequency of. Of the encounter. So it's just, uh, way too high for my liking,
1: so to speak. You, you just sort of noticed them. Did you, you kind of noticed one on the, on the carpet or what, or did they bite you?
0: They bit me because the thing is the carpet is, it's, uh, I just, I've, I guess I'm not very good at, uh, selecting a carpet. Uh, 10 years before that I bought that carpet and, and it just, just, I thought it would be a great idea to buy something that is a bit darker and something like when, when you sort of have dust or let's say you spill something, you wouldn't see it so well, you know? Like, But, yeah. but now I know I should have bought something white so that I could kill the the fleas more
1: easily. <laughs> right, because they could just hide in this yeah. dark carpet. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. The issue is that I also have a bed there because it's like one, one
0: big room, like a studio, and I, I sleep there as well. So this, this is the worst. So, so they did beat me... They did bite me, excuse me, when I was sort of teaching, when I was at my computer working, so you know I would have like bare bare feet, right you could see it was summer, and so they did bite me occasionally, uh, sometimes I would kill them sometimes they would just jump, you know they are just so skillful, they just jump so high, you know and yeah it's incredible um,
1: so you're trying you're trying to get one and ping it's just gone because yeah. it's jumped. Th- Hundred times its body height. <laughs> exactly.
0: Maybe even even more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The the thing that
0: sort of bothered me was that at night, um, I would get a bit paranoid, you know. So 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 sometimes they I would find one in my bed, and that's that's a bit annoying because you're trying to fall asleep, but you really can't, and then uh, your whole body starts itching, and it's like the paranoia kicks in, you know, because even if they're not there you know you still think they are there like you, in your in it's your mind is is just going a bit weird and uh <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you start scratching everywhere and uh it's itchy you know and uh and occasionally you would find one <laughs> there but most of the time you wouldn't and still I, I of course i try to sort it out somehow so uh, a few days later, I decided to visit one of my private students in Italy. So it was like a, kind of a holiday, let's say, because she invited me over to her mm-hmm. place. And mm-hmm. um, so I thought uh, I would use this as an opportunity to, to buy myself a, a proper uh, killing uh, device, like a spray. <laughs> a spray, yeah. A, a, yeah. just a spray. I tried, to just ho- a spray. I, I tried to hoover them out, but it's, by the way, that didn't. That didn't work very well.
1: They just held on. They just <laughs> held on to the carpet. Like, quick, guys, the hoover's coming. Here we go. Hold on.
0: I mean, if you, if you turn it on, it just makes it, makes it really loud. sound. I don't know if, if they are able to recognize the sound. But like, I imagine maybe yeah. the, the vibration or something it just...
1: The, the- or wind, you know, wind maybe yeah. if they're used to sort of uh, clinging to the the hair of an animal and, uh, you know, in, in wind or if the animal's like shaking its fur to try and get rid of them, maybe they've just developed the ability to cling on, you know, with their little little feet. So they just hold on tight. Same thing with a carpet, with a hoover sucking air through. They might just be able to hold on, you know. They might have little hooked little hooked feet that just hook in. Who knows?
0: Yeah. So, so, so I went to Italy and before I did, I sprayed the whole thing uh, like inside out, like everywhere. Like every, so, so because I didn't want to, because it's, it's a studio, so it's also my kitchen and it's also a place where I eat. So I didn't want to do it when I, while I was there. So that's why I yeah. put it off till, uh, till I went to Italy because I knew I wouldn't be there for 14 days. And also, right. it was quite cold at, at the time. It was cold in the Czech Republic because I think the autumn started. And it was actually last year. It was autumn last year when this happened, before before I came here. And uh, so I came back from Italy, sort of looking forward to a nice uh, environment without fleas. <laughs> it was very cold. Yeah. So I was like, oh, if, if the spray hadn't killed them, then the cold must have... But to my surprise, a few <laughs> days later, I was bitten by another one, and at oh the, god, the, the paranoia started again. I was I was already like falling asleep easily and and uh, just worryless worryless nights. But now mm-hmm. it's, uh, it started all again uh, until until at some point it stopped. I think I believe it was like two days before I came, Maybe, sorry, two months, three months before I came to Vietnam. So I hope, I okay. hope when I do come back eventually one day, <laughs> I hope they're still not
1: there. Either that or you'll come back and they'll all be there eating their lunch. Like, what? Oh, oh, oh God, he's back. Quick, hide in the carpet again. Multi- multiply. Like, they'll be there playing your PlayStation, just having a fantastic time, having, a par- having parties every weekend. Yeah. And then, oh God, he's back. All right. Well, anyway, lunchtime, guys. Um, okay. Well, anyway, I'm sure that you've got rid of them now. I think so, yeah. There's no food for them there, so... <laughs> no, no, no. Let's take this in an even more disgusting direction and talk about cockroaches. Hmm. Oh, by the way, actually, before we do that, no, I wanted to give some fascinating facts about fleas. Hundreds of years ago, uh, fleas were responsible for um, the Black Death, of course. Right, the the plague, the, plague, the yeah. Black Death, the plague. Um, they actually were the the transmitters of the plague, uh, bringing it uh, all around the the all all over, bringing it all over Europe um, with rats because it was the fleas on the rats that actually spread the disease. So very, uh, very, very bad news indeed. I I don't mean to suggest that you were in danger of catching the plague because I think that's probably. Uh, not such a big issue these days, thankfully. Um, what else? And fleas, yeah, they can jump incredibly high. Apparently, they can jump um, f- between forty and a hundred times their their body height. So, if if a, if a flea was the size of a human, it would be able to jump over St Paul's Cathedral, which is pretty impressive. I mean, you know, I know that the uh, the pole vault in the Olympic Games is pretty cool, but imagine just being able to jump right out of the stadium. Um, that's kind of the sort of thing that fleas can do. Um, and also, um, fleas have been around for hundreds of millions of years, apparently, um, and even um, were around at the time of the dinosaurs. Um, we know this from compression fossils. Um, and these fossils suggest that fe- fleas also pestered the dinosaurs, but they weren't fleas as we know them today, of course, because this is like 165 million years ago. These were giant fleas, <laughs> dinosaur size. Well, not dinosaur sized fleas, but big enough to to prey on dinosaurs. Um, about an inch long. That's that's about three centimeters long. Um Yes, with very impressive mouth parts that were capable of piercing dinosaur skin. Um, uh, So, yeah, be afraid. But thank God uh, we don't have those fleas around anymore because that would be a a nightmare, wouldn't it? Um, But anyway, I was going to say cockroaches then. Have you ever... Like, cockroaches are something that, uh, um, like, uh, annoy people a lot. They're a real problem... Um, a big pest that will, many people have to deal with. Have you ever had any encounters with cockroaches?
0: So if I tell you that it was my first time here in Southeast Asia, where they are very common, by the way, Southeast Asia, or anyway, it's about the, the, the zone, right? Uh, they, they, they prefer w- warmer weather, I think. So I'd never, I've never seen them in the Czech Republic or in England. So here in mm-hmm. Vietnam, it they are here, right? So everybody knows this. They're quite, they're quite common here. And so it was my first time here. One thing I will say is that it's always the the, the thing that you're not used to that you sort of dread, right? So I didn't exactly like my first encounters. It's sort of scary because they are so huge. They're so massive. And then you hear all these stories. Yeah, You hear all these stories of, of some people living here that used to have them in their apartments. While the locals, they sort of look at you as if you're is there something wrong with you because they have been living with them for ages and they're normal it's like natural for them to be here you know what yeah. i mean but not not for me yeah. not not for me because where i come from i'd never i'd never seen them so i'm like i'm so squeamish right and after after experiencing bed bugs and fleas as well i'm I, I would say i'm pretty fragile after those experiences, yeah. Uh, I w- one, yeah you've one, been uh, you've been
1: terrorized. You've been terrorized by insects all throughout your life. It seems exactly. What's exactly. You, Yeah, you're so unlucky with the insects. So uh, bed bugs, fleas, what next? Cockroaches. <laughs> There's a pattern. Well, I've been lucky. Like, I've, I found two in my room,
0: but that's they don't. I know they are not here. I know they don't live here. It's just it's just they sort of wandered in by accident. Yeah. Because uh, I don't really leave uh, any leftover food. Because that's what uh, that's what some people do, and then it's, that's why they come. Because they, they sort of I don't know if they can smell smell the food or how they do it, but <laughs> leftover food attracts cockroaches. Yeah. So so I think I've been behaving pretty well, and that's why so far I haven't I, I haven't really. I haven't really seen them much in my own apartment. But I've seen Mm. plenty of them around in the streets. And I also found out that they are able to fly, which I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) So they can fly as well. And um, I would say that one thing actually that sort of reassures me is that first of all, I am not... Someone they want to eat. They don't eat humans, right? They, yeah, they bite bite they, humans. They, yeah. they don't bite humans. They don't want to. They don't want to suck your blood, which is very it's an important piece of information. And secondly, they are visible to the naked eye, unlike uh, the fleas, for example. Yeah. So, so you know straight away. Also, sometimes they are quite audible as well. Oh really? What? Well, because they? they're, quite, they're quite large. So imagine if they are walking on something that produces some sort of sound. Uh, I don't know, a piece of paper or whatever, you know, so that you would hear it, like or creaky floor can, or something. <laughs> you can hear them scuttling around then, yeah. I think you can. You can a little bit, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I think, well, the thing is, like you do get used to everything. Yeah? So I can, I can already see that I'm sort of okay with them more than i was when i came because that's why i was quite terrified because i obviously i was moving around a lot i didn't want to get into one of those places where you would find them but i would say like even if i did uh get to meet some of them then i think i would i would be more or less okay the thing is like one fun thing that kind of sucks is that they are really fucking fearless they just don't care they just um, they, they do get scared once you sort of start stomping around them or they, they, when they sort of notice that you, you are approaching them they do run away or fly away mostly run away but um, they are not afraid to come near you they, sort of when you, you're not when you're sleeping for example you know they might come near your bed or something That's kind of annoying right but at least they don't want to eat you <laughs>
1: Yeah. 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 So, so what is the thing about cockroaches? What, what do people hate about them so much? I was thinking about this. Apparently it's, yeah, it's mainly that just that, that yeah, as you say, they, they don't sting, they don't bite, uh, but they're just dirty. You know, they can carry bacteria apparently, yeah. and they might climb over surfaces at home and they're generally a sign that things aren't very clean and they might just, you know, transmit, um, yeah. bacteria. Uh, That's really it, but yeah, they just don't look very appealing as well. You know, (laughs) it's just a horrible sight. You know, if you go into like a some kitchen in some place you know not not at home but you just go somewhere and you just walk into a room and just like you enter the room switch the light on and ping you see them on the walls and they they disappear under the uh, the unit the kitchen unit or something it's just a horrible horrible thing to see i mean i i had a a cockroach experience um in vietnam as well i mean it's obviously not just vietnam they could be anywhere
0: they're everywhere Uh, yeah
1: yeah, um, but I was on a train going down the coast, not far from where you're you're living at the moment, um, and uh, I was on one of those sort of like overnight trains that take a long time, and it was a really cool train ride because you get to see the beautiful scenery out of the windows, and it's just a really cool experience. And I, I had um, a kind of a sleeper carriage. Um, I I hadn't paid a lot of money for it. It was in, it was like standard class. Sleeper carriage, and I lay down on the um, on the sort of the bed, the 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 seat that converted into a bed. I lay down on it to have my sleep, and um, you know, stretched my legs out. I was just dropping off to sleep, and out of the corner of I sort of like. Looked up out of the corner of my eye, I saw something moving across the wall next to my foot, and I had a good look, and it was just a croc, just a cockroach, just walking across the wall, and I just kind of like, "Ah!" you know, just like pulled my legs up to my chest, you know, like pulled my knees up to my chest, and just sort of like lay there thinking, oh god, oh I didn't realise there were cockroaches on this train. Yeah, that's not very nice, and it it just you know wasn't a very um, pleasing. Thing to find out that oh okay, I'm going to spend the night with a few cockroaches. Then uh, that's not very nice. And they've got they've got these antenna antennae, and you know that these kind sort of like um, yeah little antennae that stick out of their heads exactly, and yeah. wave around, wave and, around
0: it quite quite visibly as well.
1: It's like very. Even. Y- there's, yeah, yeah the, you get the imp- impression that when you see them, you, you get the impression there's a certain level of intelligence there. Exactly. And that's yeah. kind of maybe the creepy thing. It's not just the way that they look and the kind of shiny skin um, and the creepy antenna, but you get the impression that there's an intelligence. That, it's almost like it looks up at you and sort of like, all right, you know, and it, as you say, it's not, they're not really that bothered. They're just like, all right, yeah um and uh there's, there's some there's, uh, i would say they're quite cocky they're quite
0: like confident and and apparent- cocky that's yeah cock- that's the good
1: cocky cockroaches Exa- yeah.
0: exactly and and they, they're just as you say they seem very intelligent i also heard they're quite gregarious as well like sort of they look after each other and <laughs> <laughs> sociable yeah. very sociable and uh and also you know a uh, rumor has it that uh they are very durable and uh resilient and i heard that they might even be able to su- survive uh like uh radiation and stuff so after nuclear disaster uh, every- everything would die everyone would die except cockroaches they would still be there
1: and and keith richards <laughs> um So yeah, some fun facts about cockroaches. Uh, Apparently, a cockroach can live for a week without its head. Yeah, (laughs) right. So if if it loses its head, if you manage to like, if you try and if you go for it with a knife and you chop its head off, it'll still run around and carry on for a week. Like what? That's unbelievable. Not
0: even zombies. Not even zombies do that, right? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly yeah exactly even zombies you just stop them by taking their head off but no not with cockroaches um yeah they um they they cockroaches were around a bit like fleas um, they were around at the time of the dinosaurs as well so they've they've been around they've been around before. They were around before us, and they will probably be around after we're gone as well, after we've wiped ourselves out.
0: I thought you mean you and me for a second. I th- no, you mean the
1: human the human race. <laughs> I'm sure that they'll be around after you and me have gone. Uh, but the human race in general, yeah, I think the cockroaches are going to going to survive the human race and you know they were here before they will probably be here after us and so when a co- when you you know see a cockroach and it looks up at you that cockroach is going ah oh, hello uh, you're new around here aren't you kind of thing yeah the last one in is the first one out is probably how it goes for them um they can uh, they can hold their breath for 40 minutes a, a cockroach Wha- can hold its breath for why, forty minutes. Why would they d- even do that? <laughs> Any idea? Well, if if you if you get a cockroach and you you um, <laughs> chuck it into a bucket full of water and put the lid on, it'll it can survive under the water for half an hour. So better leave it there for at least an hour just to make sure that they are really dead. If you're trying to drown a cockroach, yeah, you got to you got to leave it under the water for at least an hour. Exactly. That,
0: that doesn't sound like a humane
1: way to kill. A cockroach. <laughs> well, as you said, they, they, they can be hard to get. You know, I've heard stories of people stamping on them, lifting up their foot. And the cockroach appears to be flat. And then when, you know, when then they just kind of like pop back up again and run away. <laughs> yeah, because they feign death. That's what they do. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> they, they pretend to be dead and then yeah. they just run off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, they can also they can live without food for a month um so you know um yeah these guys are tough they're super tough i sort of respect them for that you know yeah you've got to sort of almost respect the cockroaches yeah yeah that's again another reason why they're 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 quite scary because they they deserve your respect not like mosquitoes i have no respect for mosquitoes but i have a slight level of respect for cockroaches but i I wouldn't want to live with them though no um i can say that for sure uh Final things, maybe, because we could go on and on, but we probably shouldn't. Um, eating insects would you, could you have you um, what do you think about eating insects?
0: so one thing i'll say I'm quite a picky guy when it comes to food in general uh, so I, I, it wouldn't be the first thing on my agenda let's say it's not It's not on my bucket list, let's put it that way, however. In 2019, when I was living uh, and working in the UK, one of my students uh, at the language school I worked for, um, from, she was from Mexico, I believe, or was she from Chile? Either from Mexico or one of the South American countries. And once she went on holiday back home, and then she came back and brought like a big sack of uh, crickets.
1: Crickets, crickets yeah.
0: yeah. They were like uh, dry crickets, right? not, not, not l- live crickets.
1: Mm, thankfully so these are crickets the uh insects the ones that will kind of like live in grass and they they've got these very long back legs and they jump around
0: yeah we're not talking about the sport that that your
1: your dad loves so much no and i love too oh yeah yeah no not not the sport no these are these are the insects yes
0: and um she basically challenged me she challenged me to to eat one and I have to say, it wasn't as bad. Like, I wasn't nauseous or anything. I just ate it. And it seemed a bit tasteless, uh, but that's all right. Like, I ate it. And I, felt, I felt so smug after doing that. <laughs> it's like sense of relief and uh, even like almost victory of, of managing to eat a cricket. But let's, yeah. let's say it's not something I need to do. Like a lot of people, they, you have got these different TV shows where they go out into the wild and they they eat all sorts of things just to prove the point just to sort of show what they can do and make everyone else uh look at them in disgust right uh watch yeah. watch the shows in disgust so it's not i'm not one of those people <laughs> definitely not so not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna like uh end this show and and um, have a cockroach for a snack no no thanks yeah <laughs>
1: go and go and have a cricket sandwich (laughs) although in vietnam i mean um it's not unheard of to eat certain insects or or similar things i i understand right i mean i remember where was i was i in cambodia laos vietnam somewhere i'm not sure where i was now but on a on one of those long bus journeys from one city to another through the countryside and the bus stopped and there were some girls by the side of the road and they had on a stick they had like some big spiders on a stick that, yeah. that they had cooked and that they were going to sell. So, uh, I mean, I didn't go for it, but apparently, you know, a barbecued spider on a stick is quite a delicacy in some parts of the world. But uh, not for me. I passed uh, on that particular f- option that time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not my cup of tea either, but yeah, some people may do it. But speaking of the food, it's it's really amazing here in Vietnam. I have to say, look, I, I lost five kilos uh, yeah, after one month of living here, I lost five kilos. So immediately, like, it's it's just different. It's different. It, there's a lot of vegetable here. And what else? It's just, yeah, a lot of noodles, rice. It's good. I like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, delicious food over there. And, you know, forgetting about the insect stuff. Although, you know, apparently, I mean, I said forget about the insects and now I continue talking about it. <laughs> apparently, um, insects are a great, they're a very healthy thing to eat. So they're full of protein. It's a very good form of protein. There's, You know, they're very lean. They don't have a lot of fat. Uh, and actually, it can be a very healthy thing. And also, it's just weird. We have a stigma. There's a stigma attached to eating insects. Uh, but, you know, if you think about eating crustaceans, like shrimps, prawns, um, Thorns, lo- uh, lobsters um and crabs. I mean they are crustaceans. They are actually related to insects. They are arthropods, I believe. Um, this is cri- this is correct, isn't it? Arthropods. Arthropods. Arthropods are invertebrate animals uh, with an exoskeleton made of um made of chitin. Um, but what in- what are included in in this category um yeah 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 arthropods include things like shrimps and um um bees and centipedes so you get arthropod and spiders um and and insects i understand so everyone is there then <laughs> so they're all part of this big family this arthropod family um and you've got the arthropods that live on the land and people you know, sort of like, ooh, no, I wouldn't eat one of them. But then arthropods in the sea, mm, yes, please, yum, yum, yum. So I don't know quite what the, um, you know, why is it that if they're in the water, it's fair game and everyone loves them, loves to eat them. But if they're on the land, it's like the most disgusting thing in the world. So, you know, um, it's weird that we have this kind of... um, um this almost instinctive um sense of disgust over the idea of eating insects or well, some of us do anyway yeah. whereas we're quite happy to eat ones that live in the in the water <laughs> uh, so i don't really get it um, but yeah, they can be very tasty. I've eaten I've eaten grasshopper as well in Japan. Uh, similar story. I was in a bar. Uh, a Japanese friend came in with a lunchbox full of these little grasshoppers that had been cooked in uh, soy sauce and sugar, I think. And, um, you know, obviously I, I had a couple and it was like, yeah, these are fine. These are great. But no thanks. I don't want any more. But I can now say that I've eaten them. And, and they tasted pretty good. You know, it's, again, similar sort of consistency to eating prawn similar kind of meat um, but there's just something it makes you makes your skin crawl like seeing them all in a big box it's just something about it just like yeah it just makes your skin crawl and jump um, after eating a grasshopper yeah. as well it might makes it make your skin jump too yeah exactly yeah um, um, but they're fine I mean they're fine and they might they might be the, the thing that sort of saves the world in a way one because, day yeah. you know, far Exactly. Farming insects; it could be a, it can be a very good form of protein, and that you know using insect protein instead of animal protein in our diets can be great for many reasons, including the fact that animals. You know, if farming farming livestock accounts for apparently like uh, huge amounts of um, um, uh, greenhouse gases that get produced every every day and livestock apparently are even worse for the environment than industry I've I've read I don't know if that's true but uh, uh because of all the methane that they produce yeah. farting all day long they're just basically going around eating all of the eating all the crops and just farting and then we and then we eat them but um it's much more efficient good for the environment and even healthy apparently to eat uh, insect protein but uh, I don't know if anyone's in a rush to go and eat some cricket burgers or something yeah um, including you apparently.
0: Not really. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but you, you do seem to have a bee in your bonnet about, uh, insects uh, eating insects. <laughs> You've
1: got, you did another one to have uh,
0: a bee in your bonnet I, about it. I've realized we haven't mentioned any for a long time. So
1: <laughs> yeah, we forgot about the idioms, didn't we? Uh, but yes, uh, to have a bee in your bonnet. Meaning to um, to like to to have to have something that's constantly in your mind to be con- you you're always going on about a certain thing. It's like you're obsessed with it. <laughs> uh maybe you're frustrated by it or maybe you're just obsessed with it so just going on about it all the time so eating insects yeah, he's got a real bee in his bonnet about it a bonnet is like a uh, sort of like a, a thing you would um a, a woman would wear on her head back in the olden days maybe in the sort of 18th century or something or 19th century a woman might wear a bonnet on her head and if you had a bee in your bonnet it would be buzzing around inside um and bothering her a lot uh so it's kind of like having an insect in your head Sort of thing where it's just like, bzzz, this idea is constantly buzzing around to have a bee in your bonnet. Um, and if you can't, uh, let's do a quick idioms quiz here at the end. If you can't stop moving, Zdenik, you can't stop moving, hmm. jumping up and down like uh, someone who's hyperactive, always getting up, moving around, can't sit still. He's got hm in his hmm. Ants in his pants. You know Ants in his yes. pants. Yeah. Ants in your pants. Hmm fidgety restless can't sit still you've got ants in your pants what about someone who is someone who's busy always going around doing things moving around all the time working a lot yeah a busy bee yes busy as a bee Hmm. exactly someone who's always busy and very productive um what about something that is is brilliant excellent fantastic outstanding it really is the the bee's knees (laughs) <laughs> the bee's knees, exactly, yeah. So, um, so, something or someone you think is fantastic could be the bee's knees.
0: A lot yeah. of bee idioms, right? <laughs> a lot um, of bee idioms. Also, you, you you can make a bee line for something, right?
1: Yeah. If you just go straight for it, for example, I don't know what you... Uh, you uh, I don't know, just a random example, you go to the park and you're looking for a seat, which is what happens in Paris because you can't sit on the grass for some reason. I don't know why. You're not allowed to sit on the grass. Honestly, I don't think you can sit at all now these days in Paris. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I will never sit down ever again. Oh God. But luckily the seats in the parks in Paris are made of metal. They have these kind of like metal chairs in the parks. They're pretty good. But normally there aren't enough seats to go around. So if you see a seat that's free you make a beeline for it you just go straight for it and hopefully get there before someone else does so you can sit down um, mm-hmm. there's one more one more which is the expression like a moth to a flame ha huh, i don't know that one what, what does it mean luke you know a moth is like a butterfly yep. that flies around at night and the things that moths are the thing is that the moths are always um f- they always fly towards lights, don't they? If you put your light on at night, the moths come because they, 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 they use the moon to navigate. So if you switch on a light bulb, it really messes with a moth's day because they're like, I was going to the supermarket and bam, I'm whacking and getting my head against a wall now. What's going on? Oh, this isn't the moon. They get easily confused. So yeah. anyway, the idea is that a, f- a light or a flame, like a candle, will attract moths. So if something is attracted to something else, you can say it's like a, a moth to a flame. If something is drawn to something or attracted to it, even if there's danger involved, they, you could say that they're, they're like a moth to a flame. Yeah. Um, can't think of any examples at this moment.
0: Well, for example, I've got, I've got some ants uh, in my apartment and uh, they every time, every time I leave uh, any sort of trace of sugar... Uh, on my table, they just—they always come like an army. Like they're so disciplined, so you know they know exactly what to do, and they just—they just come and get the sugar. They're so good. The, the the local ants are so small and just so skillful at uh, getting what they need.
1: <laughs> oh god, yeah, ants are incredible, aren't they? The way that they work together.
0: Yeah, so we could use it here, right? So, so what was it? Uh, like a mo- like um. Like a moth to a flame. Like a moth to a flame. So they're attracted to that sugar like a moth to a flame. You could say that,
1: right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to find some other examples here, um, which I will find in a second. You know what? I'm going to use Youglish. It's always a good website for looking things up. I'm just going to write moth to a flame into Youglish and we'll see what I get. Mm -hmm. Abusive people... So this is, this is from a video called Seven Reasons Why You Attract Toxic People.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And it says abusive people flock to generosity like a moth to a flame. So if you're being super generous with people, then watch out because you might attract sort of an abusive person to you who no. will feed off your generosity because abusive people flock to generosity like a moth to a flame.
0: That's actually quite a nice idiom that you can use in all sorts of ways. Yeah, I can, I can see
1: now. Let's have another one. Just- this is some American girl saying, I'm still trying to the chase like a moth to a flame. I don't know what chase she's referring to, but maybe some competition that she likes to be involved in. Hmm. And she, she still wants to take part. So she's drawn to this chase like a moth to a flame. One more. He says there's some some guy who, um, I think, likes to design tables or something, and I think he's probably saying, like, I just have to make tables, you know? If I see some materials, um, it's just like a moth to a flame, I have to make a table. Yeah. Okay, so there you go, some examples of, like, a moth to a flame. Right, Zdenek, it's all dark now for you um, on the video, you're surrounded by darkness. Yeah, it is getting dark here, it is uh, half past five sun's going down i guess for you all right well it's lunchtime for me uh, let's leave in the thoughts of insects and creepy crawlies let's just leave that all behind us now we're fine you didn't get bitten by a mosquito um no bed bugs as far as i'm aware i think everything's going to be okay um humans are still the number one like apex predator um for the time being so, um, we're, we're doing all right. Um, and thanks for being back on the podcast to talk about your creepy experiences, Stenik.
0: Yeah, it's been a pleasure.
1: Thanks for having me, Luke. You're welcome indeed. Right. Have a lovely evening.
0: Oh, if anyone is going to bed now, so don't let the bed bugs bite as well. We should say. Oh
1: that. my, you got another one! You got another one in at the last minute. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Yeah, yeah. this is something we say to, to kids uh, at bedtime. Although uh, <laughs> I I try not to say this one to my daughter. You know, I often say good night, darling. You know, sleep tight. And then every now and then I'll automatically say, Don't let the bed bugs bite. And she says, yeah. What are bed bugs? <laughs> and this is when she's supposed to be falling asleep. What are bed bugs? I'm like, Oh, just sort of bugs that some people have in their beds. Like, do I have bed bugs in my bed? No, 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 no. And then I have to say, oh, No, no, it's many years ago. They don't really, they're not around anymore. <laughs> and then, of course, now all these stories appear in the newspapers. She can't read yet, right? Or she, can she? she well she's starting to but luckily she's she's not really um interested in newspapers it's more just like stories about unicorns and things um but uh yeah hopefully uh hopefully she won't uh, hear anyone talking about bed bugs and stuff because then that's like a whole thing you have to explain and talk about. Ah, oh, dear!
0: You open a can of worms with that, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh no, no point for that one. <laughs> Opening a can of worms, creating a situation that's difficult to contain. But that's worms. Worms aren't insects, so you don't get a you don't get a point for that. I don't know how many points you've got. I think you've you've got at least five points for the all those different uh, insect idioms. Uh, but we must stop. It's been fun, and um, yeah, have a nice evening. And I'll speak to you soon. Stenic. Thanks. Nice one. Thanks, Luke. Take care, man. Hello, you're still listening to this. Congratulations. You've made it all the way through to this point, which means that you get bonus points. In fact, you get five. No, you know what? I'm going to double it. I'm going to give you 10 bonus points for listening all the way through to the end. I don't know why you get points, because really... Hopefully, simply listening to this much English is a reward in itself. You don't need an extra reward. But I'm feeling generous today. So I'm giving you 10 bonus points. Well done. Congratulations. I hope you feel proud. You should feel proud. I'm proud of you. We're all proud of you. Well done for listening all the way through to this point. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to those stories and stuff, and that you noticed the idioms and things that popped up uh, during that conversation. I'm no. By the way, I'm no longer sitting in my bathroom anymore. Um, do I? Do you, you? Don't need to know where I'm sitting, do you? You don't need to know. Okay, let's pretend I'm sitting on the metro. That I'm sitting on the Paris metro. Um, yeah, because what the hell? I just decided that uh, even if there are bed bugs, I don't care. I'm just going. I needed a place to sit, and I'm multitasking. I'm traveling and also podcasting at the same time, and trying to spot bed bugs. I'm not really. There are no bed bugs here at all. It's all it's all fake news, as far as I'm concerned. My wife has just walked into the room. Uh, what do you think about bed bugs in Paris? What are your thoughts?
0: Uh, I'm really scared.
1: And I'm a bit paranoid about it.
0: So just don't
1: bring bedbugs home. Do you sit down in the metro? No, I stopped. I don't want to touch anything or anyone. <laughs> are you genuinely scared. Do you think it's a really genuine thing? There genuinely are genuine bedbugs genuinely crawling around the city? Are you really actually scared? Or is it all just in your mind? Are the bugs have they crawled inside your brain and infected your, your thinking? Or do you think it's a real issue? Are you reading the news? Yeah, I've read some stories. Aren't you on Twitter? Or oh, X? Well, kind of. Have you seen the pictures of them crawling and getting like on people and they're everywhere? What? Getting on people? Yeah. Well, how do you think you bring them home? I don't bring them home.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, hope not.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not really on the Metro listeners. Oh, it's just a silly joke. Now I'm sitting in the living room now. But the reason I was in the bathroom before is because... Um, oh, anyway, you don't need to know all those details, do you? About who's sleeping and who's trying to fall asleep and all that stuff. Anyway, so thanks again to Zdenek for his stories. Oh, God, I can't believe he got a bed bug in, in his ear. That is just terrible. And he's actually quite lucky that they... Got it out before it infected something. Oh, imagine it! He could have become. He may. He could have mutated and become some sort of walking human bedbug, like in that. You know, it could have been the beginning of a zombie film or something, couldn't it? Oh God, it's just horrible to think about. It is. It's Halloween, listeners. It's Halloween. So this is all this creepy stuff is. I suppose, sort of seasonal, isn't it? It's appropriate. Anyway, if you want to check out Zdenek's stuff, you can check out his website, which I mentioned before teacherzdenek.com, where you can find the details of his um, courses that he offers and also his Discord server, The Achiever's Chamber. Okay, you can check it out on his website, link in the description and on the episode page on my website. That's it. That's the end of this episode. All right. Um, just a final reminder before we leave. Premium subscribers. Premium series 53. Parts 1, 2 and 3. Available now for you to listen to. To, you know, to boost your English into the stratosphere. To take your English to the next level. But seriously, though, there are some, you know, I worked hard on those episodes And I think there's a lot to gain in terms of vocab from those. So check them out, okay? You can sign up to LEP Premium. It's about $4 a month plus tax, which is a pretty competitive price, I think, considering the fact you get those episodes, PDFs, video versions, I pour my heart and soul, all my teaching experience... I use my particular set of skills to work on all that material, all that good, good stuff. It's all there for you to really kind of maximise your vocabulary, your grammar, work on your pronunciation, and also support Luke's English podcast too. Teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info if you want info about LEP Premium. All right. And also, I was on those other podcasts as well that I mentioned at the beginning. Luke's Mission in Paris on Into the Story podcast, and also... The art of making people laugh on Stolaroid stories. You could listen to those too if you want, um, and you'll find links in the description as well. Okay, I'm now going to go and go and scratch, just feeling very itchy all of a sudden. Uh, uh, haha, just a joke. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure you'll agree. That's it. I'm going to stop talking now. It's time to just go to bed, w- climb into the, our lovely bed, which. The only, as far as I'm concerned, the only living things in that bed tonight will be my wife and me, and that's it. Okay, good. Now that I've said that, I can finish the episode. Speak to you in the next one. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.